Well, welcome everyone to the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm so excited to talk with you guys today about You Are The Message. We're going to be breaking down some wonderful nonverbal communication skills that will astronomically help you in your dating life, certainly in your interviews, whether they are pageant or for a regular job interview, and overall just help you be a more congruent and confident person. We're also going to break down why some people walk into a room and you absolutely cannot take your eyes off of them why they have the it factor, and how you can too. So thanks for listening. Share this with a friend who needs to hear it today. And welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm so excited today to be talking with you all about You Are The Message. Um, Today is going to be action-packed with a ton of information. And really today, I want to hone in on helping you guys to understand that the powerhouse of the it factor within you, and maybe you're in this positioning of thinking, well, I wasn't born with the it factor. I can't have the it factor. I've always wanted the it factor. What is the it factor? How do I really reach people with charisma? How do I be like that person that when they walk into a room, all eyes are upon them? Um, Some people talk about Bill Clinton a lot, and the reason why he squeezed through and won an election was because of the charisma of um, people who even came in contact with him and did not believe the same as he did politically, how he was able to win so many people over, the ability to win people over um, when they met him because he carried so much charisma. And I think that's that's a really, really interesting take on things. It's a really interesting thing to think about because we live in such a polarized society, and I think that with even through COVID, how we saw that celebrities uh, kind of behind the scene were, you know, we saw them on a a pedestal for so long. And then during COVID, we kind of got to see, you know, pulled a, pulled a curtain back and that they're just normal people living, living their lives who happen to make millions and millions of dollars. Um, but I really wanted to kind of diagnose today um, in this two-part series. Later, um, the next episode, we're going to be talking more about like, what is a brand and why should I care about it? How do I develop it? And a lot of these elements kind of go hand in hand with one another. So today's really tactical. And um, this is an example of a lot of the type of content that we get in our powerhouse inner circle. So in our powerhouse inner circle for our individual clients, we do trainings like this every single month with a challenge. We bring on external experts as well. Um, in other fields of communication, nutrition, fitness, um, branding, fundraising, mental health, things like that. Every single month we get access to incredible people that normally you wouldn't have access to or who are very hard to reach, very hard to get in touch with or even get a meeting with. And we provide that for you guys every single month. So I'm really, really excited for, like I said, this extremely tactical episode and it's going to help you guys a lot. So with that being said, here is You Are The Message. Okay, so did you guys know that we as humans make an assessment of one another in just seven seconds? And actually, some Harvard studies have actually said that the majority of what we believe about people is actually curated within two to three seconds. I think I mentioned this a long, long, long time ago on the podcast, Um, but actually they they did a study of Brene Brown when she was kind of coming on the scene and um, her vulnerability talk. And then they, they had somebody else who did a very, very similar talk that had virtually the same data points. Um, They even had a million degrees behind their name. They were a male, um, which unfortunately, you know, in the, in the same respect of how some men won't listen to female singers, they just don't relate to those. Whereas females listen to male and female, um, singers and they have a, a more diversified playlist. It's, it's kind of the same sometimes for unfortunately the perspective of who will listen to who in terms of like a Ted talk. Right. So, 
Brene Brown had all this stuff that was apparently going against her. And two people with virtually identical talks on vulnerability, Brene Brown's went viral and the other one did not. Um, in fact, to this day, a lot of people don't know who that other gentleman is, right? And now we all know Brene Brown is extremely famous. And the, they actually found out that the difference between the two was the amount of hand gestures that they made. Um, of course, there might be other things too that play to people's specific um preferences, obviously, but they actually broke it down to Brene Brown made like hundreds more hand gestures and nonverbal cues and how that provided uh, relatability, right? And that was her specific messaging and her specific personality. And because of that, it gave people more data points to actually connect to her. And so I just think uh, the premise of kind of what, what I wanted to, why I wanted to do this podcast was because this weekend, we had a wonderful um, new client come for a weekend intensive. And what that is, is basically you come here for 24 hours and we bring you through a mock pageant, several mock interviews. And then we also walk you through um, every single phase of competition and kind of prioritize the things that you feel like you need to work on most. And then you leave with um, a completed plan. So in this particular weekend, we worked a lot on um, platform social impact, as well as walking and stage presence. And then during the interviews, um, we really tailor make an experience with wonderful judges to figure out like the thing that's holding you back from winning. And especially with ladies who um, either, you know, really, really desire to win, which typically is who we work with. Um, and that sounds kind of crazy, like, oh, well, of course, doesn't everybody want to win? And Surprisingly, the answer is actually no. Um, sometimes people just want to compete to have a great time or to represent locally and they're not ready to win or they're just, you know, kind of playing around and they'd maybe like to get in the top 15. So people that we really look for are women who maybe have struggled for a really long time to get into the top top 15. Um, but specifically, we look for women who are really high achievers and who are wildly talented, specifically in MAO, who have the talent piece together um, and then really are, are high achievers and just cannot figure out what is making them not connect to people. And so we get a lot of women who are like, oh my gosh, like I just, I, I'm smart. I feel like I have a great resume. I know my social impact, but like, I'm just not winning. And these weekend intensives really help us to um, figure out exactly what's going on because we get to see the full spectrum of who they are on stage um, and where the breakdown is. And I would say nine times out of 10, it's something um, in their interview where they have a mental block that their messaging is not completely coming through. And um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, obviously, to respect people's privacy, but I'd say that it's it's typically one of two things. So we talk all the time about how the it factor is power, presence, and warmth, right? It's these three things together. And typically uh, what we have found is that there's a mental block that comes from where someone comes from, what has happened to them, uh, one comment that a maybe well-meaning person has spoken to that person. And now they've created this whole identity around trying to not do that thing or do that thing when really it was just bad advice in the first place, um, even if it was well-intended. And so all these things clog up our messaging and inhibit the things that cause us to come through, right? And so um, I was inspired because this was the case even this weekend where it was something uh, simple to us as coaches. That's our job, right? We are 
experienced in the areas of pageantry, life coaching, ministry, you know, social, emotional development, all those different things. And oftentimes we have to look really deeply inward to see what was the, um, the clog of what is causing somebody who is incredible to stop shining and just to not shine in that way that gets them from top 10 or top five to truly being such an incredible choice that is so like obvious to everyone that your eyes just never leave them on stage, right? So I have about a million notes of what I could talk about here, but for the sake of time, since we don't have that amount of time, I just really wanted to set that groundwork and understanding that people do make judgments about you in the first seven seconds. I mean, even um, in many weekend intensives, we will have people redo the way that they walk into an interview room or the the transitions in even their introduction. I always tell my clients, and this is 100% true, I can tell who's going to win a pageant by their introduction. Like nine times out of 10, I'm right. Um, um, and Coach Allie and I talk about this all the time. We'll go to pageants and be like, okay, there's our top five. Like, because the level of intentionality, the level of synchronicity um, that somebody walks with, talks with, not just can turn it on for their interview, but really embodies this, like, I am somebody who just has the it factor all the time, somebody that is consistent with our messaging, somebody that knows exactly who they are and they're not ashamed of it. It's like all these working pieces together that make somebody stand out. So I'm going to go over, um, you know, five or seven main points today. There's so much more that I could talk about this. And if you're interested in this and you feel like you really are struggling with the element of standing out and in an authentic way, and you're kind of scared to, because maybe you hold a different political belief than the majority of people in your state, or you look like, talk like, walk like somebody, maybe a little bit differently than the current Miss State title holder in your state, whatever your reasoning is, um, we can we can help with that. And so definitely book a strategy call with us. The link should be below in the podcast um, or just DM us at Powerhouse Pageantry on Instagram and we can hook you up um, with a complete strategy and kind of figure out what's going on there. Um, okay. So with that, we'll kind of dive in. Um, hopefully that was a great precedent just to set for you guys some groundwork. And um, I'm really excited to share with you guys this, just some more data and some more information. P.S. This is definitely a podcast that you guys will want to take some notes on because we're going to hit quite a few points. Um, Okay. So, um, starting from the top. So again, when you meet somebody, they, they make a judgment of you from like the very, very get go. And how many of y'all have met somebody and you just already make assumptions about them. Right. And sometimes it's uncomfortable because we then actually get to know that person and we're like, wow, they're actually incredible. They or they have a great heart or they've been through a lot and we have a great personality. I was watching a TV show last night. Um, I watch a lot of reality shows to study the psychology and the sociology behind it. And last night I'd, I'd actually never watched the show big brother before. Um, and I was with Landon and I was like, babe, we'd be so good at the show. And he's like, no, I'd be terrible. I'd get so sick of people. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I'd be great at the show <laughs> because I just, I love, you know, it's all about how to be alpha enough, but also build rapport enough with people to be able to, to gain their trust and things like that. And I just find that very, very fascinating, right? Because in a pageant interview, a job interview, in a relationship, a dating scene, in a, even in a marriage and a really like all these different things, we're constantly navigating how to get on people's good side and, and gain their trust, right? And not in a manipulative way, like in a, in a genuine way. And what's crazy is there are some really key ways that people are able to do that, okay? And the bona fide foundation of that is that they know who they are, they know what their message is, they know what they're all about, and they own it, okay? 
So a couple initial points with people. So when somebody knows that they are the message and they are congruent with it, um, that is the number one thing that establishes the it factor is that there's congruency from head to toe. Okay. Now let me tell you about a couple things when there's not congruency. And you guys are going to be like cringing listening to this. When there is incongruency with someone in their messaging and they're going against who they actually are, a couple things will happen. Their body language will be off. You will notice that body movements are stiff, wooden. Um, they, they don't make sense with what's coming out of their mouth. Their eyes will get shifty. Have you guys ever been like on a date with somebody who can't look you in the eyes or just is stiff and uncomfortable? When there is an incongruency of what your true beliefs are, um, what's actually going on in the inside and then how that's translating. And again, my pageant girls listening to this, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I've totally done that when I'm uncomfortable. Like your body reacts to the subconscious nature of what's going on on the inside, right? So if you've seen somebody, or maybe you've seen that awkward kid in high school or just, just people that you would deem as awkward. Okay. It's because there's an inconsistency on the inside that is producing a weirdness on the outside. And that's going to come off as stiffness, um, just awkward body language, eye movements, different nonverbal communication. Okay. So I want to teach you guys this because that's controllable, right? So people ask me all the time, why the heck do you and Coach Allie work so much on the internal stuff? Well, that's because it's not your hand gestures. It's not just, okay, fix your eye contact. Your eye contact is not going to be fixed and you are not going to be appeared as more charismatic until we fix the narrative that's going on on the inside, right? Because the internal narrative of I'm comfortable, I'm okay with being seen, I'm okay with being looked at, these are my true opinions, I'm not putting on a mask, I'm not putting on a show, will produce an openness that that produces open and flowing body language where you are okay to take up space right? And think about even just the difference between you with people that you're comfortable with, maybe sitting at an apartment, watching a movie or playing video games with your homies or going to a network event, networking event, which I've had to deal with this, right? And I've had to talk myself through this just happened last week. I was at a real estate networking event and I'm not yet in real estate, but Landon and I wanted to go and mingle and and there were some people that he wanted to see. And I remember I even had to coach myself of like, okay, I deserve to be here. Like, you know, cause my head's telling me like, they're going to know you're not in real estate. And what if they start talking about things and you don't know how to have, how to have communication or how to talk about real estate. You're going to be outside of your depths, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I almost stayed home and didn't go, but I said, nope, you know, I need to be there. It's okay. Like I am who I am. I have a thriving business. I know how to make myself look beautiful and feel presentable. And it's okay to, to admit that I don't know everything, right? It's okay to, I don't have to walk in a room and pretend like I'm a real estate expert. I can ask questions. I can make myself not the center of attention by, you know, leaning into other people's experience. And like I said, asking questions. And then if they ask me questions, I can admit, you know what? No, but I'm excited to invest in real estate one day and I'm just here to learn. Right. And immediately that demystifies me needing to be anything that I'm not. And I can own the message that I do carry. Right. And when I do that, let me tell you, people are so intrigued with what I do. Cause first of all, I told, um, Allie this the other day and then it was so funny. It literally happened right in front of our faces. People, when I tell people what I do and what we do, um, the number one, like number one question that I get right after that is, oh, and do you do that full time? Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you so much. Right. And and then it's like, oh, well, do you know Miss Nebraska 1967? I'm like, no, she 
probably may not even be alive, you know, anymore. Um, and so then we get all these other questions. But when I own my space, when I own my message, when I know, when I own what I do have to offer, people are really intrigued by it, right? And I get to be open and honest and I don't have to be the expert at everything. So that's number one is make sure that you're checking the congruency of what you live in your regular life and not just when you need to show up for the event and turn it on, right? There really shouldn't be any turning it on. If you are congruent and authentic in your everyday life and you're living that message and your understanding of what I believe, what I think, what I choose, why I choose those things, why I think those things, why I believe those things, then it's going to be so much easier for you to walk into a place and own that space and be likable and be approachable and be memorable because you're not just flipping a switch to do a job or to achieve a thing. Does that make sense? It's so incredibly important, you guys. And that's, where, again, where you get the awkwardness of, I'm sweating. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Oh my gosh, what if they ask me this? Or girls specifically who are really scared of questions about themselves. Why should you be Miss Connecticut? Why would you be the best person for the job? What's your plan? You guys should be thinking about those things in your everyday life. You should know your why as just an important thing that gets you out of bed every day. You know what I mean? If you don't know your why of your platform, your social impact, why you're doing this pageant, why you want that job, like how, why in the world would somebody want to give you the pedestal and the opportunity of representing that brand if you don't even know your own why, right? So you need to take, to take a step back and figure out what are my beliefs who are the people that I look up to? Why are, why are those things important to me? And become congruent head to toe with yourself before you go around expecting people to give you a position that you're you're definitely not ready for, right? So reconcile those things amongst yourself first. And I promise you single-handedly, you guys just doing that will make ripple effects and waves into every other sector of your life. If you're single and you're wanting to, to marry somebody, if you're wanting to be in a partnership and a relationship, figure out that within yourself, right? Or else you're just going to be kissing a bunch of frogs and not knowing why you keep dating bad guys or these different things. Well, guess what? It's because you don't know what your standards are. You don't even know what your non-negotiables are. You don't even know what you're looking for or who you are. And if you don't know who you are, then you don't, you can't know who you're not either. And if you don't know who you are, what you believe in, what you stand for, how in the world are you going through swipe, 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 even knowing what is to swipe left on and who is to swipe right on other than maybe for looks. And that's where you get a bunch of these dinkuses that are super hot, but treat you like trash. And then you go through this cycle, 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 cycle by going from, you know, hot guy to hot guy, or, oh, look, he's got a bunch of money or he look, oh, he's all shiny on the outside. But if you don't know the values of what you're looking for, and what you stand for, then how in the world do you expect to make a match, right? You don't even know what the match is or what you're looking for. When Landon and I started dating, I had actually just talked with one of my best friends in the whole world, um, Justice Enlow, Miss Tennessee USA last year. And I'll never forget a phone call where she walked me through and I was just sobbing and talking about all these things. I'd just gone through a breakup and she goes, okay, like, let's bring this together. It sounds like you're looking for this, 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 and this. Have you ever thought about that? And I was just like, oh my gosh, she put all these things into, into like real words for me. It made me feel so settled. It made me feel at home. And I'm, I'm a girl who knows what she wants, you know, and, but just by having a trusted friend, a trusted confidant to kind of process with, which is also why coaching is so important. You know, we can serve as people that you can process with, and then we help to put all your thoughts together in a way that makes sense and actually provide a solution. I was just on a phone call last week with a new client who'd been competing for years. And, um, 
and I don't want to reveal all of our secrets because you should definitely get on a strategy call. You'll literally walk away with an entire strategy for your prep for free. Um, and we were doing this for her and I just kind of strung it all out there. And I was like, okay, so like, how do, how does this sound? And she's like, I've been, I've been dealing with this in my mind forever. And I just thought I was broken. I thought I was unfixable and you just like fixed it for free in like 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I was like, this is what a coach is for. And, you know, anyway, so going back to my scenario, once we kind of laid out exactly what I was looking for, I think Landon showed up like three days later <laughs> and we went on a first date and I was just like, hubba hubba, here we are, you know, and now we're dancing into the sunset like a year later. And so I just can't tell you guys how important it is to start with you and to start with your why. Um, and so many other amazing blessings will align in your life just by simply taking control of something that you absolutely positively have control over. So that's number one. That was a big, big number one. Um, so number two, once we kind of become congruent with those things, uh, we've got to work on eliminating some of the fears that we deal with. Okay. So in the Interview Mastery Academy, for all of our girls who go through that, um, one of the, the first things that we do with everybody is we work on mindset. Now, I know that that's really vague, but one of the things that we work on there is core values, personality, and we, we call it find the fear. So we figure out some different things and we go really deep into your life experience, um, your history, things that you've walked through, the you know family upbringing, relationships, things like that, which is why um, our coaching is so much more than just pageant coaching. It's like pageant coaching is just like, so 1% of like what the transformation that actually happens. Um, but we work on these things and we, we figure out like, okay, you've been thinking that your problem is that you don't interview well, or that I get nervous. Right. And that's about the level of awareness that someone has. And when we dive deeper, it's because they're, they have fear of failure or they had a parent that told them they were never good enough, or they had a boyfriend that told them that their dreams of wanting to do a pageant was selfish. Um, we get a lot of girls who have been in narcissistic relationships um, that really have to like reinvigorate. My dreams are okay. And I'm not selfish. I'm courageous for wanting to make a difference and wanting to be this person in this, um, this role of leadership because my dreams are important. Right. And sometimes we have to go deeper to figure out what that is. And as soon as we find freedom in that area, then it's like, Whoa, this whole other like realm of personality comes out. I mean, this literally just happened last week with somebody who is gorgeous, but people tell her that she's shallow all the time. And it was because she just had these blockades, bless her heart of real life crap that's happened, which which guess what? It's happened to all of us. And once we find a name for that and we're able to lock in and say, oh, that's why I do what I do, then her messaging was just going duh, 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 duh. like literally in two sessions, we were able to figure out all of her storylines and have massive breakthrough just because we actually got to the heart of the matter. Okay. So just take some time to, to self-reflect. And that might be another, another clog of why your messaging is not coming through. And you actually do have a lot more depth to you but you haven't looked at your life experience as to why that that maybe is clogged. Okay. So number three, um, we, part of your messaging that's so important is, is expounding on that personality. Okay. So another thing that we see a lot is, oh my gosh, well, my interviews are just so serious all the time, or man, I wish I was funny like that girl, or, oh, I just like to keep it light. I just like to keep it light. I don't really want to go deep. I don't really like want to, I don't want to have like a dark interview, or I'm so scared that my story is going to convolute the interview. Or, you know, again, from a dating perspective, like I want to be funnier. I want to be able to keep it light. 
light or I have to keep it light. And maybe you're not getting a bunch of second dates because you are so scared to go dive deep into your story, right? So number three is you just have to be honest, um, honest and transparent and be willing to dive into vulnerability. So leaders and people, I want you guys just to think about the people that you look up to, the, the women that you follow, the men that you follow in your life, the actors that you look up to, the pageant people you look up to, the business owners you look up to. Um, you know, I was, I was listening to a podcast of Barbara Corcoran um, on the Ed Milet podcast the other day and the Barbara from Shark Tank. And just her story, she had 10 brothers and sisters. She was um, dumped by her boyfriend at like 20 when she had started a real estate empire and had like five minutes to clean out her things and and went and packed up and started an office three floors above him and took half the team. She's a total BA, like she's amazing. And now she's in her 60s, maybe even 70s and literally is like the staple of New York real estate. And, you know, I always liked her when I watched Shark Tank and things like that, but hearing her story, hearing her vulnerability, hearing her struggles, hearing the things that she had to go through, um, the pillars that she had to knock down to get to where she is and how she's empowered women along the way was so inspiring. I have, I have goosebumps just thinking about it and just made me like love her even more, literally made me instantly want to go back and watch Shark Tank and see all the deals that she's made and like root for Barbara in a new way where I'm like, man, now if I went on Shark Tank, I would want Barbara as my coach, Barbara, as my partner. Um, and so literally just, I mean, a 45 minute podcast as I was just on the elliptical, just doing my thing made me like literally fall in love with her and have a new female role model in like 10 seconds, you know? And so are you doing that? Have you been honest about the layers that you have to offer? And obviously if you have different things in your life experience where you've been burned because you were you did open up your heart to somebody and they burned you, or maybe you you were from a home environment that wasn't safe to allow space for those emotions. You know, I completely understand. Um, but that's where uh, building a relationship with a coach or building a relationship with a counselor or a therapist, or even a coach, a teacher, um, is so incredibly important to have someone to verbally process those things with, because God created you with a wide range of emotions. And I was just talking about this with my client the other day, um, healthy family environments, you, uh, the statistics say that most people only understand five emotions and a healthy environment, um, healthy family environment, you, you understand maybe a max of 10. So everybody has this emotional filter and I want you guys just to visualize this in your head. If you, you know, you are going to experience emotions, even if you don't understand them. So in a, in a day, especially as women were more, more emotional than men, um, statistically, let's say that you experience 75 different emotions and you understand, let's just say on the high side, 10 of them. That means that you have 65 emotions that you are not understanding that are clogging that emotional filter every single day. Only 10 of them are passing through. And now all of a sudden, it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but four days from now, when that emotional filter is freaking full, you explode. And you either explode in anger or you're crying or you lash out on your boyfriend, even though he didn't do anything. All he did was like not put the spoon away in the dishwasher and you're freaking out on him. Um, Landon and I had a, a conversation, a loving conversation the other day, passionate conversation where I just freaked out over nothing and uh, was crying and and we were finally able to come to a resolve. And I realized that it was because I, I wasn't processing my emotions correctly. And 
uh, are quickly enough, right? And so one exercise that I do, um, and it was, and also it was tied to a need of my love language, and I was finally able to like connect the dots where I was like, oh, I'm quality time, and when you do this, it seems really stupid, but that was me asking for you to fill a need of quality time. And once we were able to like really resonate and realize what that need was, he was like, of course I want to do that for you. I didn't realize that this was like you crying out for connection. I thought it was just you making a suggestion of like, oh, we should play a game. And I was like, no, that's me trying to connect because I'm quality time. So anyways, if you want to nerd out on that, get, get you a coaching session with me um, because we do love language coaching um, in our interview mastery Academy as well. Cause it just helps you to have more language and communicate. Anyways, I'm a nerd all day, uh, to talk about that stuff. But anyways, once we were, I was actually able to realize that my emotional filter was full and I just needed to cry it out. And, um, and then I was able to like figure out what the heck was actually going on. Um, I mean, it just total peace washed over me. So one of the things that we do with all of our clients is we show them the emotional wheel and, uh, it has like a hundred different words on it that are adjectives to describe, um, how you feel in that moment. Right. And when you're able to even just provide some frontal lobe cognitive, like I understand, look, that resonates with me. It helps to, um, diminish the craziness of the amygdala freaking out in your brain and allows you to be more congruent and then helps you where before you're going on a date or going into an interview or walking on stage, you can say, wow, I'm processing disappointment right now. I'm processing imposter syndrome right now. I'm processing doubt. And just having that word that you can latch onto helps immediately for that messaging to keep going through and you're no longer clogged. And then you have this guard up and this filter that again, your, your messaging's not translating and then you're just spitting facts at people or you're you're not able to be funny or humorous or show these different colors of your personality because that emotional um, filter is completely clogged. So I know that's like really, really, really deep for you guys, um, but those things are things that I nerd out on all the time. Okay. So I promised you guys four to seven tips today, and now I've gone really long on the first three. So I'm going to kind of wrap these things up. And then, like I said, when we talk um, next week on or two weeks on branding and things like that, um, I think it's two weeks, might be next week on branding and all this kind of stuff. We'll continue this conversation. So, okay, number four, I'm going to go quickly. So a good communicator takes responsibility for the flow of communication, whether speaking or listening. Don't rely on people to accommodate themselves to you. You are in charge of every communication situation that you're in. So this is a massive thing that I learned in my life um, and specifically translates to, again, anything that involves a relationship. So if you walk into even a coffee meeting, certainly an interview or whatever you feel like you need to put your big girl pants on and be the boss in, when you take responsibility for the flow of communication, it changes everything. Girls ask me all the time, well, how the heck do I own the interview? Well, I think that number one, it starts with the mindset of understanding that you can and understanding that you you need to have this duality of kind of a double-edged sword. And we'll talk about this with number five, which is also controlling your listening and becoming a really, really great listener. Okay. So number four, being, having the intentionality that a good communicator takes, takes responsibility for the flow, even putting on that mindset of, I am responsible for the flow. I'm not, I'm not waiting on the head judge to be responsible for flow. I'm not waiting on their next question to be responsible for flow. Just putting on that hat of, I have, I am in control, right? It, it changes everything. And then number five, um, to kind of close it out today, also being in control of how you listen, right? And just really practicing listening, whether you are at your job, whether you're at a coffee meeting with somebody, whether you're just talking with your family around the Sunday dinner table, really 
practicing being an active listener will change the way that you speak. It will change your ability to, first of all, you're going to learn a ton just by actually like leaning in and listening, putting your phone away and actually coming up with questions, practicing, kind of sitting in the judge's seat. And, and as people are talking, try and come up with interesting questions. Try and make yourself more interesting by um, leaning in and figuring out more about people, right? In my journey of becoming a coach, in my journey of becoming um, learning sales and and high ticket marketing and these different things, I learned to become a really great listener. And I can't say that I was a great listener um, back when I was competing seven years ago for Miss Nebraska. And that's what made on stage question really, really difficult. Um, even dating really difficult, right? And uh, just being completely honest, as I grew and and I, I went through a period where I was single for a long time, and I remember going on little first dates here and there, and I would just practice listening. And I treated it almost like a pageant where I was like, I'm going to make myself so interesting by how interested I am in asking questions and appearing interested in them, um, that it, it was actually a really fun experiment. And I will say <laughs> I got asked out on a lot of second dates and, and things like that. Um, and it's just kind of fun. It, it's, it's fun to kind of pace in that way and realize that you can create connection and you can make yourself interesting just by being present in that way. Um, and so anyways, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm going to log off. I actually have another meeting I have to get to. Um, but if you guys are not part of Patrick, Winter Secrets. I'm going to drop the um, video version of this in Pageant Winter Secrets, our free Facebook group, and uh, cut this up a little bit for um, Instagram so you guys can see this as well as listen to it. Share this podcast with a friend who needs to hear this today that you want to be um, more confident and be able to share their message even more. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Hey, Coach Megan here. Do you want to join the number one place where pageant winners are sharing all their secrets? Then join our free Facebook group now. Inside, we'll teach you how to win your pageant interview, dominate your on-stage question, and master that pesky mindset too. It's all inside of our free Facebook group. So grab those trainings now. Just click the link below in our show notes, and we can't wait to see you there.